Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. On this last day of May. Hard to believe. I mean, we're just about into June. Uh, and and the other thing that, you know, if, unless you didn't, you know, been in hibernation for a year or more, uh, you would know that usually at this time of year, what are we going to talk about? There is so much going on now. I mean, it is a busy Time you've got the uh, the SEC spring meetings going on down in Destin. You've got uh, the big basketball news we talked about yesterday with Janai Broom returning to Auburn and Auburn getting ready to host its second straight baseball regional. Those are just some of the things we can talk about, and we're pleased to have Jason Caldwell from uh, AUTigers.com, the 24-7 network, here in the studio. JC, how you doing, man? Doing good. You're, you're right. It's the, the last day of May, and it's the first day where it's actually felt kind of warm. I mean, it, it's, it's a little it, humid today. It's, it's starting it, to get a little more humid. It's been unbelievable. Like, oh, it's uh, been beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's been crazy. We haven't really had hot weather, and we're almost in June. And, yeah. we, know, and we know it's coming. It is, but we've, oh, been, yeah. we've been spared pretty pretty good this spring. Oh, you're not kidding. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. One of the most, the most comfortable Memorial Day I've, I've ever spent that I can recall in, in this state. Yes. I mean, usually it's 90 degrees, a lot of humidity, and you definitely you know want to be around the water, the lake, the pool, the whatever. And I said it was so chilly uh, that, that being out by the, by the pool was, was actually a little cool. And my pool was 70 degrees over the weekend. So it was like, man, it, it felt like, you know, March because of the breeze, too. We've had, we've had more breezes and everything. It's going to warm up a little bit, but it looks like the weather's going to cooperate. It's going to be great weather for the regional this weekend. Going to be a little warmer, um, but, uh, but I mean, it's great to be at home and surprisingly to, uh, to some for the first time in back-to-back seasons as a regional host. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, when you look at it, I mean, I started laughing when I did it because I had to do kind of the regional and look at the history and all those things. And when looked at, and, and this is the sixth time Auburn's hosted a regional. Still got to host two more to catch up to the amount of trips you made to Tallahassee. Wow. Auburn has been to Tallah- <laughs> Auburn's been to Tallahassee. So Auburn, Auburn has been at home more in Tallahassee than they have been at right. their home in, in NCAA baseball regionals. But this is, this is what, when Butch Thompson talked about building a program, there were some benchmarks. One of the benchmarks was hosting a regional. Right. To do it in back-to-back years, there's only what four teams in the country that have have hosted in, in these last two seasons. Auburn's, Is that right? Yeah, Auburn's one of them. That's so a select group of programs you think of as fairly commonplace sites in the regional round, and and it would be a step for Auburn to become you know to be on that list, to be in the tier of teams that you think of as yeah, it's it's a it's a normal thing when when, when there's. When there's regional play uh, at at that ballpark, like there is at, at a couple, even a couple of places in the SEC, right, Bill? Where you think they're probably hosting a regional LSU year in and year out? Yep. Vandy has turned into something has. like I that. I mean, for for a while you would, you thought Mississippi State. I mean, but but LSU has been the one constant that you could count on. Florida uh, for the last 
decade plus. Yeah, and, the, and, and yeah, Florida and Vanderbilt seem like that. And, so, and South Carolina's had some very strong seasons as well, but maybe maybe they're not there. Arkansas would love to think that they're mm-hmm. approaching that level. And, and uh, Who are the four, Jason? Uh, let me go look and see. I, uh, I'd have to – let me see. Um, well, well, we'll get to that in a little while. Yeah, um, we'll, just, we'll go ahead and uh, do, do the take care of the business here at the beginning of the show. Finally official. We knew, that we, we knew it was going to happen. But Jalen Williams just announced that he oh, is officially oh, he is oh, officially that, coming back. That's yeah, good. I mean, well, today is the deadline. Right. It's deadline day for folks who want to drop out of the NBA draft and preserve their college basketball eligibility. Was Jalen the only one we were waiting to hear from after Janai's announcement, or is there still presumably a Dylan Cardwell I mean, announcement I, 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 in, in the works? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's one that we would have any questions about. But he could still um, make it official he, on social media, correct? Possibly, he could, yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's Dan. I'm Bill, along with. Uh, Jason Caldwell and Drew, of course, at the controls as we get things underway here. Hour number one of the drive brought to you, as usual, by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can... uh, uh, join us by calling 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Uh, so so we're underway here, and we'd love for you to join in. we got Jason with us for, what, about uh, till about 445? Yep, yep, that'll work good. Uh, Auburn was one of five. Okay. Uh, I had to find the other four. There were four, four others. Four others. Florida was the only one in the SEC, though. So that's so Auburn and Florida in the SEC are the only two that have hosted in the last couple of years. Oh, that's, so. that's pretty impressive. <laughs> You've got eight this year, so six teams that didn't host so in what, the SEC. And the first time since 99 well, that Auburn and Alabama have hosted the same year. What do you know of the other three teams in Auburn's regional? Because I feel like if we're going to talk to anybody between now and the end of the weekend who has a clue about Penn and Southern Miss and Samford. I, what seems to be a very dangerous Southern Miss team on paper. Watched a little bit of Sunbelt baseball this year, and, and I know that you know Southern Miss was competitive with, with Coastal, uh, who, who's seen as a, a, a contender. Uh, so I, I'd watch out there. But what, what do you know of the three teams coming to Auburn uh, to challenge in the regional against the Tigers? Yeah, um, starting out of the gate with Penn, uh, it's a team that can, can really pitch. Um, you look at them and... They're smart. Um, yeah, they're, they are smart. Four, but a 4-0... Four zero zero ERA, so a four ERA for the team, hmm. which is pretty impressive yeah, is. in college baseball. And I mean, they got a they got some legitimate arms. Um, there, the guy that Auburn will face is probably going to be Ryan Trombosky. Is a guy that's a Joseph Gonzalez type guy, sinker ball, does some different things. A lot of ground. You don't balls. see a lot of those guys anymore. But you look at him, and he's seven and two uh, with a a one one eight WHIP, um, two eight seven ERA. So he's done a good job. You look I feel at, like if you're going to pitch in the Ivy League too, you're dealing with you're dealing with tough conditions. Yeah, element, not necessarily the opponent. Yeah, you know, but but the, yeah, well, you got to deal. You got to pitch through. And you're, you're you're not facing a lot of teams that are probably going to have a ton of power, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Little, but you look at them; they went to South Carolina. <clears throat> they went to South Carolina on on weekend one, lost seven to four, one to nothing, six to five. Okay. So they competed with South right. Carolina right out of the gate. So you look at them, and that's one. I mean. Um, I mean, look at Sanford and, and Southern Miss, and to me, it's it's a matchup of a couple of really good number one starters right out of the gate. Um, you know, two guys. That, I mean, you can't you can't hold off pitching your number one because of the guy on the other side. But I mean, Sanford did something that I don't remember ever happening. 
They won three games in one day to win their conference. Oh yeah, tournament. that's that's unbelievable for 20, baseball. 20, I mean, that's a softball kind 20, of thing. Twenty-seven innings, innings yeah. twenty-seven innings in one day. When you look at them, and um, and so they got a couple guys that can swing the bat, do some things. But you know, you look at, at Southern Miss. And, so you think Southern's going to go with their number one yeah, guy? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think I think that I don't think they have any choice to go with uh, with Tanner Hall. Um, Twelve and three, two two three ERA. A guy, one hundred nine strikeouts, thirty walks. Mm-hmm. But they're good. Uh, Nico Maza, they're hot too. Nico Maza behind him is five and one with a three nine nine ERA, eighty strikeouts in sixty five innings. I mean, like they've got a legit pitching staff. This, I mean, Southern Miss has uh, been a team that they're, they're super regional last year. Um, lost to Ole Miss in a super regional. Um, they're used to playing Mississippi State, Ole Miss. They played Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama. They were zero and three in those games, but two of them are really close. And that Alabama game wasn't close. But it's a good league too. But it, it is, and the yeah. thing about it is, is sometimes you get a misleading midweek. Sometimes it can be misleading because sometimes a team will throw their one or two guy in a right. midweek. So the miss doesn't do that because they don't have to. So you're probably going to be in better shape in a midweek game against them than maybe some other teams because they might not be as deep. But they got six or seven guys that'll throw a ton. And, and you I, look at I them. thought before before that before the dust settled in Montgomery, I thought that between Louisiana, Troy, Coastal, or Southern Miss, or if Texas State had won the thing, whoever was going to actually outlast everyone else and win the Sun Belt tournament was going to go into the NCAA's with some serious momentum because of who they just had to go through to win that thing. It happens to be Southern Miss, and they happen to be coming to Auburn, which is a matchup of two extremely hot teams over the final. I mean, Southern Miss more down the stretch to win the conference tournament, Auburn the second half of the season. Uh, but those are, I mean, that, those that, that's if things shake out and we get Auburn Southern Miss in the second game or the, or the second day, uh, that that's going to be a heck of a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. What you, you just don't know how it works. Sometimes teams carry momentum into the postseason. Other times they're worn out because of a conference tournament. I mean, Ole Miss last year lost the first game of the SEC tournament and won a national championship, and they were on the bubble. They didn't win one game in Hoover, and it did not end. I mean, they were hot at the end of the year a little bit. Right. Did not. They lost the first game, recuperated, got healthy, and prepared for a stretch. What had Southern Tennessee Miss. Yeah. won the regular season, won the league. Was everybody's yeah, and, and everybody's favorite, and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And and so you never know how those things carry over. But yeah, it's going to be a fun regional. Um, the only thing I don't like, and it's and it's unfortunate, the NCAA says, hey, hey, here you go. Six o'clock Friday night. If you win, you play at eight o'clock Ooh, Saturday yeah. night. If you win, you play at eight, eight o'clock, o'clock Sunday, Sunday night, which I don't really understand because the games aren't on TV. They're on ESPN Plus, but they are not yeah, on so TV. So why not just play them? Just play them whatever you want to. Right. It doesn't matter. And so it's unfortunate. I think it's going to impact some folks, uh, but I think it'll still be a good crowd. Friday night. Probably not. It'll be it'll be really good, and so uh, you know, just kind of take care of business if you're Auburn. Try to get there and 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 uh, give the ball to Tommy Vale on on Saturday. But Chase also, I expect him to go Friday night as like as they've been doing the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Jason Caldwell with us here on the uh, Wednesday edition of the Drive for the first three segments or so. We'd love for you to join in. I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and get to break. And then we'll uh, get Jason's thoughts on what's going on down in. They don't want to say Destin this year. What's going on down at Miramar? I mean, what Miramar, they think at Miramar Beach? I know, but they, they think that sounds better. Well, you know, I remember, I, I remember when there were, there, you know, between Destin and was, Panama City. Destin was desolate, right? You remember Fulton Beach, Destin, <laughs> Panama City, but yeah, the notion, nothing but nothing but sand. The notion that there were a hundred towns between Destin and Panama City 
always struck me as like where, yeah. but but that's that's you know that, things things have changed and uh, and now you've sawgrass, got, and yeah, seagrass. I, I think Miramar Beach begins uh, at the at the county line at the yeah, local Walton County line, and then and then through like like uh, the thirty A. The the outlet malls, I believe, are technically in Miramar Beach. Yeah, Sandestin starts somewhere in starts there Starts a little well. further down. But I, I forget if Sandestin's a town or a resort or both. Yeah, or what it's they, a resort that yeah. now is thought of as a town. I, I think, think, yeah, I th- but I, I wonder if the mail there is actually addressed to Miramar Beach, too. I don't even... Yeah, I, I've, 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 lo- I've lost track of I don't know, but it's funny but just hearing hearing a lot of that they're on the, they're on the this, go- this last couple of the days. The Gulf Coast of the Florida Panhandle. Right. All right, so we'll be back with more. Hey, love for you to join in again, 334 321 1390 here on the Wednesday Drive. Did you know that electrical fires cause over 51,000 home fires in the U.S. each year? And in Alabama, electrical issues contribute to 10% of residential fires. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is committed to protecting you and your loved ones from electrical hazards. Our expert electricians will perform a thorough inspection, ensuring your home is up to code and free from potential risks. Call Dixie today and sleep soundly knowing that your home is safe. Remember, electrical safety starts with you. License number 15033. The Drive continues. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Jason Caldwell, Drew at the controls. And again, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Anything that you want to talk about sports-wise, let's uh, talk about what's been going on or looks like maybe is just being put off down on the Gulf as SEC coaches and administrators meeting down there. Um, Jason, I, I, I am sure Greg Sankey, you know, fully expected this to be behind them and just to be ironing out some details down there about future scheduling. We talk football, but it, it's there's there's a lot of scheduling to be determined when you add two more teams. But the football scheduling has been the one that everyone has been focusing on, and it looks like they're they're going to come out of these meetings just waiting to see if they can come up with some agreement down the road. Well, let's face it; it it's the most it's the one that has the most eyes on it by right. far but it's also should be the one to be the easiest it, it absolutely it, 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 should be only playing one time i mean you're, you're playing eight or nine games you're not playing 16 18 games you're not having to figure that all that out or 30 yes this one this one should be as easy as it gets um it's a matter of making a decision sooner or later it's ripping the band-aid you either do it one way or the other you're not gonna make everybody happy and you got to do it and and this is where you make I, you this make, is where the commissioner you make the is money. supposed to you make the money you know, what would commissioner jason use his influence? i would be nine games nine yeah. there, there's not and a, i think that's what greg sankey wants not, too. There, not even a question there's about no it. i mean it's not like oh people wonder is he wishy-washy he wants nine games yeah i i, I just it, i just have to laugh when i when i see nick saban again crawfishing i, I just it it's it's time and time again talk all that talk and then walk it back he was bit. the first sec coach to come out and say let's play nine conference and, games. and, and wants to play 10 d1 games right but now he's saying well since we already have two power five games on our schedule for the next 10 years we can't play nine conference games and keep those. Well, Dan, you saw a comment from uh, 
Um, Hunter Yurichek, right? Hunter Yurichek, the uh, the Arkansas AD, I guess, was asked about. You know, there's there's been talk of maybe one thing blocking a nine game schedule is the number of out of conference games that have been scheduled through the rest of the decade around the league. Hunter Yurichek uh, said that every out of conference game on Arkansas schedule has a clause that allows Arkansas to cancel it with no penalty if the conference adds an extra and changes. Conference it's it's game. like unforeseen he, conference he made, changes. He made it, he made it sound outs. like it was fairly standard. Yeah, in, why, in why would that athletics. be such a shock to Alabama? Yeah, it, it wouldn't be. No. no. So that, that seems, I, I don't know, if it's, if it's a negotiation with a broadcast network for more money, like that's he, one thing. He, and, here's I, the, and I understand that, but the thing about that one is you're going to get your money. It may not be right now, but if you say, look, we're going to nine games, and if you don't want to pay us right now, then we'll get it on the back end, but we're going to get it. Well, I, you, he, said will the, get he it. said the same thing a couple of days ago. He said, um, you, know, money doesn't, you know, money doesn't lead, money will follow. Correct. And, and figuring out an algorithm that gives everyone three opponents, you know, what, what like, like, yeah, how, it's, how already, do, it's already done. Yeah, it's already done. It's already done. It's, it's been, it's existed in basketball for decades. It is already and, and people, that, like, they've, they've had this system in place in basketball and it hasn't they, really made they waves. Have, they have something ready to, yeah. to push. Well, you know, by players. the comments and some of the coaches already letting out who they're going to be playing. Yeah. They know who it would be yeah. and that's the pushback. Well, the pushback for some is who they're playing. The pushback for others is, Oh, that could be another loss. Correct. I mean, it, don't, give, don't give me this as safety that, of the players it, with an extra no, conference it, game. And the people oh, oh, that are let's worried. Go back to that again. The, the people <laughs> that are worried about the the people that are worried about the number of losses that it could potentially add to their schedule. Tough. They, well, no, they happily take the money from ESPN. Like they happily take. Right, their we'll share. take a loss if yeah, you give us no, five million dollars. Te- these teams that have never won the SEC in football ever happily take the same TV share as the as the teams that win correct or, or compete every single well, year. Or, or, and then don't spend it. And, and here's like and, Vandy. But the, but the craziest thing is the the worrying about being able to get to six wins. Like as though it's it's not gonna five wins or six wins. It's not gonna matter when we expand yeah. the playoff. There's the, no one's gonna care about these bowls. I, I think a lot of coaches and players are gonna decide. No, yeah, it's it, it's gonna change the, the landscape of everything. And you're right. If if you're fighting for the sixth win and beating Murray State is the difference in that, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, you'd be it doesn't better really off matter. If you, win, if you go 6-6, six well, six, you're probably better off not going to hey, the bowl. Jason, what, and, I, and, what I said a couple of days ago is, look, let's just uh, just give everybody that extra week of practice. If they, if, you know, that, that's what we, you know, that's what you hear. The most important thing about a bowl is getting that practice time. Okay, so just practice. That's it. Let's don't worry about anything else, and then let's play. Let's play nine. Play The more conference games you play, I think, the better for the fans. Well, I think it's going to be better for everybody involved. Obviously, it's going to be better for TV, and, and here's where we are. If you want a if you want a balanced schedule, that's as close as you're going to get to a balanced schedule with 16 teams. That's and you, a, and, you can, clo- and you can always readjust it every four years or so. <laughs> and, and see, that's the other part of it. If you want to rotate it, rotate it through. Said, look, you're going to have these. Then we'll adjust, and if we need to, and and, and move some teams around, and, and see some different games every year. That's what you can do in a, in a, in a situation. Does anybody like that. have three absolute have to play them every year teams? I think quite a few have two. Well, you get to that point. Uh, you could argue Alabama. Well, I mean, uh, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. You could argue would be would be three three games that I mean, which which yeah, one of those would be yeah. easy? Argue to that. Argue, well, yeah, no, go which, argue that to Nick Saban. Well, well, which one would be yeah. easy? LSU well, would be well, the one yeah. you take away. Well, but, here, right. but here's the thing: 
they took away Auburn, Florida, just yeah. just like that. Yep, and did not took away Auburn, Tennessee, just like that. Didn't have an issue with it, Bill. What but are you know LSU's? What you, lo- you lose those games. Right. That's part of well, it. Bill, oh. what are LSU's have to play rivalry games? You think in the SEC? Um, Alabama, Ole Miss, and I'm not sure. You don't think there's any? Uh, you don't think there's another one? I don't know. Okay. I don't know that I have to. I know. Do you, I, yeah. I just, there, I just so, wonder. Do you think there's somebody that they have to? That's they. That's, they got in Florida because they needed somebody. Florida and LSU needed somebody when Auburn and Alabama had Georgia and Tennessee. Because those were the top six teams in the league. I don't know time. if history. But would I don't say think they. I don't think they have to keep Florida. Yeah, no, history would say that the, the two you chose are probably right for LSU. I would think that over the last twenty twenty five years, at times they've had heated rivalries with different SEC West programs, but not to the level of like, oh, you got to play that. No. I think Jimbo was talking about playing LSU A and M. Every year, he'd like to see that That's just one. Just because Jimbo Could, spent some time at LSU. L- LSU, really. LSU, and Auburn have played some classics. Oh yeah, over the last absolutely. They years. have. I don't know if that rivalry has graduated well, to. But, uh, L- yeah. but the problem is, is that until the last twenty-five years, LSU and Auburn hardly ever played. Until thirty years ago, yes, they played not, very, very not, yeah, rarely. There, until are, yeah. there are 92. rivalries that are creations of division play. Yes, right. Like there are a couple of them where it's like, oh, they've played every year for the last thirty. That, that's, so it feels that, like that's that's what's happened, and 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 it, it was all because of. I mean, that's the thing. Auburn and Auburn lost Florida because of lost Florida and Tennessee because of teams added to the league. Okay, you're adding two more teams. You know what that means? You're going to lose games. You're going to lo- that's just part yeah, for, of it. But, young, but okay. you can but but if you can keep as many of the classic rivalries and then play everybody correct half the time. That's how you do it. That's ex- that's so much better than the way it's been for the last thirty years. Yes, and and here's here's the part of it too. You can't have. Because nobody thinks about, oh, you think about Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Okay, keep that one. But you can't have every one of them. You can't have Auburn playing Florida out because sooner or later you're going to go, okay, well, all those teams are playing each other, and none of the none of the teams at the bottom end are playing anybody that's in the top half of the league. Man, Auburn get to play Florida and Tennessee so much more often than they, than they have it, in the it, past. It's still crazy. Georgia has still not played at Texas A&M. Yep. They've still not played in College Station, and with with this, with, even with Georgia not having Texas A and M as an every year, they'd play them twice every four years. It just feels so like, I, and, I, and I haven't, I don't have numbers to back this up. It feels like a majority of the fans would take more conference games if given the opportunity. Oh yeah, now all the fans want want the schedule to favor them. They want to play, you know, they'd like more conference games but an easier schedule. Well, you know what? It's not going to be an but, easy but schedule I think for by, anybody. By and large, an SEC football fan, a fan of an SEC program, would would prefer nine conference games to eight conference games. Oh, I agree, games. because you can make those trips easier than you can yeah. when you're playing the, you know, West well, Coast teams. Here, here, here it is, and, I mean, this, this, let's just put it out there. They would prefer those games as long as they win them. right. Don't lose them, because if you lose them, then they would rather have played somebody else and won. But if you win them, then you'd much rather play those games. I mean, that's just that's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm I'm always I'm always looking at it from more of a what's what's going to entertain me, right? I mean, from a, you know what I mean, like in yeah, a, well, more, more so than the more so than the we got to win or this game wasn't entertaining. Fan, I'm always thinking like, well, give me give me competition, give me a season. Yeah, of, well, I don't I don't enjoy the entertainment after I lose. Well, sure. Well, no, if it's, <laughs> if it's, that's it. If you if you win those games, then it's always right. better. It's great up till the horn well, no, sounds all, and, and the and, yeah, the, I mean, and you some, lost. Some some of the highlights of this past season probably are, are the are the wins in very close victory. You know. The very the the razor thin uh, wins, but 
Uh, no, you're you're right. You don't want to. You don't want at some point you want to get off the roller coaster. Well, that's it. And and so in the end, it comes down to that. You go, you know, yeah, you're you're great with playing that schedule as long as you win most of them. Um, another thing, it seems like, and again, we're we're yet to hear from Commissioner Greg Sankey, uh, and and what information we do get, but um, I guess is is it set that there will be continue to be twelve. Baseball teams in the SEC tournament. It, it kind of feels like you would do that, and just in this, the bottom four don't make it. Yep, that's um, what it, that's what it sounds like. And, and I, 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 I don't, here's what here's what I wish would happen, and I know they wouldn't do it. I wish they would just take all sixteen and play single them. That's that's exactly what I was that, what I was it, saying. It's, it's it'd be it's you'd so you'd have hard. less arms. To, it's to worry so about. hard. You go. You know. Here's you know where you stand. You got four games. Um, the problem is. Is that those games become really, really valuable when you win, and they don't really hurt you if you lose. So when you're playing more games and you're having double elimination, the extra win or two becomes really valuable for some teams in terms of hosting some of that thing. How much value? It, we don't know, but it doesn't hurt you. Who? I mean, did did anybody I mean, this did year, anybody this, move in well, this, this year? year it was for already, the SEC? It was kind of already. Did set. Alabama's win over Auburn help them host? It, it probably maybe? did. It probably did. Yeah. They were sixteen. It it probably helped them um, get in there. Um, and so, um, but you know, I think this year was pretty set in terms of the way it fell a little bit um, with you know with the seedings and things. But they, they, those data points always seem to matter. Um, but as you know, as John Cohen talked about, you know, I, I'm I'm of the mind. I wish in basketball they would do it, in football they would do it, baseball, softball, everything. Figure out, give give everybody two or three years to go. Hey, here's exactly what we're looking for. This is this is exactly the formula so, we're so going to use. So it doesn't sound so. And and, and here and here it is. Variable. Every, everybody agree to it. Here's what we're going to do. And then when it comes, when time comes, everybody in, can figure it out. In the basketball tournament, one plays sixty-four, two plays sixty-three. In the baseball tournament, one plays sixty-four, two plays sixty-three. Well, you'd have a lot more travel. And, and it does, well, that's fine. I, I, but I, here's what I would rather do. I would rather have not really have seed it. Well, I would rather not have it regional for some and not for others. Do, do you think Texas A and M is regional? Playing in now, uh, there, you know, there, there, there in, are so in, many in Stanford. I mean. It's, in, in basketball, especially, rather, the considerations they have other than seeding. Because I, I like the idea in basketball. I like a 64 team field in basketball. I'm not crazy about the play in games at this point either. My play in games would be bubble. Every one of them would be the bubble teams. 16, it's just like it's like sending Sanford to. And they'd Auburn. be at the site, they'd be at the site where they would then advance to. Game, I yeah. do like avoiding <laughs> conference matchups early. That's the one thing I would be okay with yeah. if you were tinkering yeah. with the seating. Like, I don't, I don't think two teams from the same league but, should play but each like, other in the like round Like this of right now, Sanford coming to Auburn, Troy going to Alabama, Tulane going to LSU. That does not feel like an NCAA tournament to me. Let them go somewhere where it feels like it's they're part of a tournament. Yeah, so and even if they don't win, they they, 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 they got at least they got a, they, a, they at least going somewhere new. Yeah, I like that. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive. Churn up some more yardage on the drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 25 minutes away from... Five o'clock, our final segment with Jason Caldwell. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Cameron is up first. Hey, Cameron. Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, I just want to talk about a few things. I'm not sure if y'all if y'all cover them or not. Uh, first thing was um, uh, want uh, want to get y'all's guys' uh, opinions about uh, Auburn uh, releasing the kickoff times for, for the first three games of the season, and also uh, a question for Jason Caldwell if there if there's any any kind of update on the uh, recruitment of the uh, four or five-star safety out of, out of Georgia, uh, K.J. Bolden, and also Tangle Listen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Cameron. Yeah, K.J.'s a guy that's, that's talked about. I, I think he's not going to take his official visit to Auburn until early September, but he's been on campus a couple of times, mm-hmm. and so Auburn is, is in the mix for a guy like that. Um, yeah, kickoff times is really interesting. A 9.30 uh, local time kickoff for uh, the Cal game out yeah, on the seven, West Coast. 7.30 out on the West Coast. Got a 2.30 opener. 2.30 opener. And it's, Man, that's, that is a throwback. That is when kickoff used to be one, way, way back. Yeah, and then most like 1 o'clock, those 1 o'clock yeah. afternoon games kind of things. And so, yeah, and then a 6 o'clock for Sanford in week three. So, all in all, not too bad. No 11 a.m. kicks right, for, uh, early te- on. The Texas-Alabama game will be the lead-in to Auburn-Cal in Week 2. Texas and Alabama will play at 7 o'clock on ESPN, I believe. When, when's Auburn's? 7 o'clock? Yeah, this must be 7 o'clock Central? yes. And so Auburn will be 9.30 Central time. Yeah, so Auburn-Cal Auburn will follow Texas at Alabama in week two uh, on uh, that that's one of the one of several times uh, revealed uh, earlier uh, earlier today yeah so no um uh, interesting I mean, it's going to be just that's a long time to wait on the west coast uh for a kickoff mm-hmm. for that game and so uh you know gives give the the folks going out there a chance to to tour and do some things around town until a seven thirty kickoff. So Auburn uh, Auburn UMass getting the ESPN spot too yeah. in, in week one, which is an interesting yeah uh, first first two games are ESPN yeah Hugh, Hugh Freeze um, factor and the change there. There's no question about that 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 had a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of say so. And then you have that you know you have you're kind of spread out that weekend too with a Sunday game usually in a Monday game. I don't know if, who's oh, who's playing so, this year. So here's uh, the twelve. ABC and ESPN games uh, that they will broadcast uh, the uh, the the first weekend of the college football season. Florida at Utah is uh, is a these are all teams all times uh, central. Uh, Florida at Utah is at seven o'clock on ESPN on Thursday, August thirty first. Friday you've got Louisville Georgia Tech at six thirty. Uh, those are both the ESPN games. Saturday ABC has Virginia at Tennessee from Nashville at noon. Uh, they've got. Uh, Boise State and Washington. They've got North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, that's a triple header on ABC. ESPN's got Arkansas State, Oklahoma, followed by UMass at Auburn, followed by New Mexico at Texas A&M, followed by Coastal Carolina at UCLA. So those are the four games uh, to, uh, to to complete the night of uh, the first full Saturday of college football. Sunday, you've got Jackson State and Florida A&M uh, live from Miami, and then LSU at Florida State. From Orlando, that's the Sunday night game on ABC at six thirty. Monday night, you've got Clemson at Duke on uh, on uh, 
Uh, that, that's that's Monday night. That's a really seven, good Monday night yeah. game. Couple yeah, of no ACC kidding. conference game. Couple of ACC conference games in prime time uh, in week one, including yeah, Clemson at Duke. That's a, a sneaky game. Uh, that'll be the biggest game at Duke in a long time for yeah, football until since Steve Spurrier was coaching. And then LSU Florida State, uh, nice uh, nice Sunday night capper too, because that's going to be a couple of teams. That that that's a, oh yeah, that's that's a couple, couple of teams uh, with uh, high expectations. A sneaky playoff hopes uh-huh. going against each other. I, I don't know what Texas is going to be ranked, but I would imagine LSU Florida State It'll, might be. Texas will be ranked higher than they should yeah. be. They'll be ranked somewhere. They They'll be are. like 17. Right. And you know, I, I think those are those are probably You know how many games Texas has won over the last decade? Uh 56. That's actually better than that. 69. Uh, yeah. So the, so they so the, so they're 12, just over 12, five, 12 games a year. That's and, right. And they're less than 7. Less than 7 wins. And 12 games plus possible bowl games. Plus, yeah, but that'll get That's incredible. It'll get easier when they join the SEC. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. they would be 11th in the SEC in wins. Over the last and ten that's years, and that's in playing 12. in the Big Twelve. You get Baylor and Oklahoma State off yeah. that schedule. That'll be it's it's. And here's the thing: it's it's funny. It's funny to me to think about as a as a young as a young boy, Texas. You thought about I mean that Texas, USC, Alabama, and Notre Dame. You go that that was about the school. Yeah, and in Ohio State, there was Nebraska. Yeah. There was some some in there, but you thought about there were that handful of schools. But Texas Te- was one of them. absolutely yeah. one of them. And and I remember. Auburn playing Texas in the early '80s, and they're still pretty good. '83, that team was was good. Lost to Georgia. Oh yeah, they were. And then '87 coming here, you thought, okay, that's going to be a big game for Auburn, and Auburn won it pretty easily. And then you think about other than a handful of times, Vince Young, and a couple of times, they haven't really been a factor for 40 years. No, they've been. I mean, they had I don't know a string of a decade where they lost at least. Four or five games every year. The, the, Mac, the Mac had a the Mac, Mac Brown, has, but the, has, the, the Vince Young years. Yeah, and the, a couple of those. And what, like a year or two before that, when Colt McCoy took him to the title game. Yeah, a year, a year after. Year after. I mean, they had they had a what a they, five seven year window. That, that's it. And and other than that, and they, how many times they lose to Oklahoma? And in they five, have, seven year and window. they have not been a factor. It's been incredible to to see what they haven't done um, over the years. It's, our, it's our, no question, though, they bring a lot. To the SEC. Oh, it's I mean, it is, it, it, in terms of everything but football, when you look at Texas and Oklahoma, you look at every other sport and you go, because people think about it in fo- terms of football and they go, man, it's going to bring incredible football. But you look at every other sport and you go, holy cow, all these yeah, spring, all these spring sports, it's going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. Florida and Texas are probably two programs that where you think about historically, like what they've actually achieved versus what what resources have been available to them. And I know Florida has done more over the last uh, 30 years. Florida's done much more over the last 40 years yeah, than Texas the Spur- has. The Spurrier years, and then the, I mean, the Urban Meyer run is probably comparable to, to Mac Brown's run at, at Texas, all things considered. Oh, but like, well, no, they, they, they won two. two, yeah, they two, won two. two championships yeah. instead of one. Two is more than one. Yes. And so, no, but you're, yeah, it's very similar um, in terms of that. And, and But, yeah, now Florida, Florida up until about early early 90s, was what Texas had done the last forty years, where you're going, man, they should have been a lot better than that, and that's kind of that's you know because Florida you go, they had all these play, the early those early '80s Florida teams with, I mean, people think about Brooks, Cribs, and Andrews, and you think about the backfield of of um, Neil Anderson, um, who was the, there were a couple of those guys uh, that play, one played for the Bears. They had a couple, they had some a really good backfield. What era are we talking? Lorenzo, this is pre, Lorenzo this Hampton. Is, this is pre Fred Taylor. Like we're going. Yeah, this is like 1982. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on all the guys now. Let's go. But you're right. No, so he, had, he had some really, really good. No, no, it's Spurrier. 82. 
Oh, no. No, you're right. Neil, yeah, that Neil, was Charlie. Neil, that was Charlie. Neil Anderson. Yeah, I think it was Neil Anderson, Lorenzo Hampton. There was a couple of those guys I remember that were really good. I'd have to let me see if I can find them. Okay, so so in the in the meantime, while we while we rattle off some of our favorite Florida backs of your shout out to yeah, Ernest, before we run out of time, Ernest Jason. Graham. Uh, no, so so um, Jason, what what do you make of? Well, actually, no, go ahead, John L. Williams. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, they had a couple. Yep, go ahead, Nate. So no, I mean, uh, what, what do you make of the? Uh, I mean, with, with the addition, the re-recruitment of Jani Broom, like it, trying to imagine what the roster looked like or the lineups looked like it, without. It, Jani, glad we don't have it, to. It's completely different. It's a completely different take with and without him on the roster. Yeah, Jalen Williams now says he's coming back, which we thought was going. But you you look at the things you've added now, and get Broom back and his scoring ability. Um, the ability to play in the paint, do some of those things, it it changes the outlook of a team. Um, well, could be Jalen Janai and three new players potentially in the in the starting five, depending on, depending on how things well, shake Here's out what at. you have now: we have what Bruce what Bruce Pearl wants, and, and his staff is. You look at ten. Yeah, you're you got, too you, deep everywhere. You got ten guys, and you got some versatility between the two and the three. And you got a little versatility between the three and the four. Mm-hmm. So you have a way to play some different types of lineups, which is always good, and you have the ability to play 94 feet. Um, that's that's where, to me, Janai Broom, the step for him, the step for him is going to be defending the perimeter, putting the ball on the floor, doing some things that you have to do to play at the – if you want to play at the next level, you have to be able to do those things even as a five. Um, Walker Kessler doesn't have to do those things, but he, but he does it because he runs the floor and he's 7-1 seven, he's seven and, and his arms make him 7-5. It's so um, it's so much easier for Bruce Pearl to play for for his teams to play his preferred style of defense when he can go to the bench when someone gets tired. Yes, yeah, and, 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 and this keep gives the, him keep the ball pressure up, and this gives him the opportunity. And and you've got different looks depending on what you're going after. You know, I want to see how how Denver uh, gels with with the rest of these guys. I want to see Chad Baker Mazzara and and, and what he potentially brings. Cheney Johnson, got some, I'm, got, I'm looking for all. I, I saw Cheney Johnson um, after the, I think the Missouri series in baseball ran into him in the parking lot and. You know, long length. You added you added more length than an Auburn team. He, had he and Jani were walking around. Is what it was. <clears throat> yeah. So you've had you've had a lot more length than Auburn teams have had in the past. Um, that's a big deal. Can you add the perimeter shooting? That's going to be important. And for me, the ultimate step for this team is Broom and Dylan Cardwell. Can those guys do the things they need to do <clears throat> to take their games to another level? And 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 Dylan Cardwell. Can you just yeah? Dylan just needs can to. You ca- can you catch and score from reba- five feet? Rebound, play defense, and, yeah, and catch and, and score from five that's feet. Right. That's it. Just just do the things around the basket because he's extremely athletic. He has all those things. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jason. Before you go, I mean, a busy, busy weekend. I mean, we've got obviously the regional here, but recruiting is going on. You you were talking about um, the baseball staff. Doing some uh, portaling or checking checking the portal and everything, but I mean, you have uh, to. Y- you've got you've got some visitors, I believe, coming in this weekend in football. The 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 latest the latest visit starting right. uh, and going to be busy all throughout the month of June. And then and then the I mean the the latest group the uh, the group of players who weren't in this spring they're, are in going through orientation. They're and in and they're going to start getting working. Had out. their workout. I think first workouts and meetings today on campus. So. Yeah, a lot going on. This for baseball. This is December. We talked about how December was when you're how crazy preparing was. for yeah. bowl games. You're having to do early signing period, and you're also doing transfer portal. Well, baseball, you're preparing for regionals, and you got transfer portal blowing up, and you got guys that you signed 
getting prepared for the draft. So you're trying to go, hey, you come to school, well, we get we got you, we're, we're here for you, while they're hearing from major league scouts and teams. Meanwhile, the transfer portal is blowing up for college baseball. Sure, you're having to contact guys all over the country going, hey, you going to come visit us, come take a look. Meanwhile, you're getting ready to play some pretty big baseball <laughs> games this weekend. It's it's just the way of the world now. Yeah, it's it's hey, it's it's so much better than having nothing going on. It is. There's a lot. There's a lot more going on right now for sure. And uh, and of course, you can keep up with with all of it there at twenty four seven at autigers.com. That's right. AuburnUndercover dot com. We get you there as well, and can also follow me on Twitter at itatjason. And like you said, um, baseball coming up this weekend. Have wall to wall coverage there. Recruiting going on. Um, you know, portal thoughts, football roster. It, it never slows down nowadays. Uh, it's great. Uh, great stuff, as as always, Jason. Thanks, Thanks guys. Lot. Appreciate yep. it. All right, we'll get to our final break here of hour number one. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive. DQ presents how to get the most from your next DQ treat run. Step one, grab the new Oreo Brookie Blizzard. Step two, dig in. That's it, because this triple-decker treat has brownie and cookie brookie pieces, plus Oreo pieces. Oh, that's a mouthful of DQ goodness in every red spoonful. (laughs) Guess it's time for a treat run, because the Oreo Brookie Blizzard is here for a limited time. Only a DQ. Happy tastes good. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that poor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one of The Drive here on this Wednesday. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell for joining us, as he does here on Wednesdays. And uh, great stuff from Jason, as always. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the big topic uh, that is going on about the SEC meetings is about the SEC football schedule, which it really it appears much more likely now. They're not going to come out of this week with any firm announcement. I mean... It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I mean, really leading all up through the spring, Greg Sankey even said he he expected to have an announcement about the SEC schedule format well before the SEC meetings. Then came March. Then came April and May. You know, it's like, well, when's it going to happen? And then you started hearing some of the comments from schools about uh, eight game, you know, un, uh, loss of a home game, um, safety for players playing an extra conference game. Uh, you didn't really hear many coaches, but you heard that schools were concerned about that win to get them bowl eligible. And then Nick Saban didn't like the three teams if those were the three they were going to get. And and you started hearing, you, you knew there was some discontent. But that's when I thought Greg Sankey was going to, like, whip the guys in. And it's like, 
This is what it's going to be. This is the best for the for the conference. You knew that Texas and Oklahoma are proponents of a nine-game conference schedule, but it just has gotten. There's been more and more uh, discourse. How, how much and of it do you complaints. think? How much of it do you think is is that? They want ESPN to fork over. It's a rumor. It's rumor. I think it's part of it. I don't think it's all of it. I think that's a great. That's a great reason now to go. Well, we're not going to do it if we don't get more money. When your commissioner is saying, "If you do it, you're going to get more money." Dellinger saying that the schools that are opposed, some of them want uh, what they estimate to be five million per school. Added on to the SEC's budget from the ES from ESPN. Anything for, for an anything extra... to not have to play that ninth conference game. I think is what some of the schools. Well, how how are many doing. how many games are you adding to the schedule? If you add a ninth conference game, to that that's that's an extra that's a, eight games, right? Cause yeah. it's it's because you need sixteen teams each. Okay, yes. So they believe that the cost of eight extra conference games should be something in the neighborhood. Should be 16 times 5, $80 million. They think that's what it should cost ESPN for those markets. For eight for, games? For, that's, that's, that that's means what, they're paying, yeah, $10 million a game, $5 million to each team. Yeah, so that's what that's what they're that that apparently because that's those are the numbers from the Dellinger article about what the what some of the schools. Hey, that you are, know what? If 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 word got out today that the ESPN was going to do that tomorrow, you'd hear no, no, reason. we need ten million per team. It's it's not nothing's going to be enough right now for some teams that don't want another possible loss on their schedule. I mean the and and. I don't think Greg Sankey wants to say, all right, we're going to play an eight-game conference schedule, and you must play two other Power Five teams. That's what Nick Saban's saying right now. But I don't think Greg Sankey wants to say that because because the schools that don't want to play a ninth conference game don't want to play two Power Five teams either. Let's see if I can find the Dellinger quote because I don't want to... Uh... All right. In the meantime, I can give you some of the numbers that I was working on today. I was thinking, all right, what people have said is, well, this isn't fair, that isn't fair. The I was talking yesterday about you can rank the teams. Well, how do you rank them? I looked at the last five years and the last ten years. And it's interesting that the top four teams stay the same over the last five years and ten years. The bottom four teams, well, the bottom three teams are unchanged over the last five or ten years. So it's the teams in the middle that are the only differences over the last five and ten years. So you know who the top four are. You know who the bottom three are in this 16-team league. What Drew, you, Drew what how much got? time do I have before music? Uh, not much. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, about this. About a minute, We'll, we'll talk about this because Dellinger had some quotes about the uh, about what is expected from ESPN, for, you know, by, by the, what's expected by the, uh, by the SEC from ESPN uh, if, if they're going to add an extra round of uh, an extra conference game to everyone's schedule. And it's interesting because I, I wonder how much of this is, is driving the negotiation. So we'll talk more about this in a second. And I'd, I'd love our listeners, tell me what you think... Um, should what what should be used to come up with a fair schedule? What do you use the last five years? You want to use the last ten? I think five makes more sense than ten. What does it matter what happened in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen to the twenty twenty three schedule? But that and much more. We're wide open in hour number two of the Wednesday Drive.
ESPN 1067. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Doug Brown. The Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat have one more day to prep for Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Can the Heat somehow limit the production of Nuggets center Nikola Jokic? Miami coach Eric Spolstra. We're going to rely on our fundamentals and who we are. We just try to make it tough on on everybody and anybody. Take guys a little bit out of their comfort zone. Take away some of the easy things that they're accustomed to getting. But ultimately, it's going to come down to competition. Even if he plays a great game, we got to figure it out. You can hear more of that interview with Eric Spolstra during our ESPN radio coverage of Game 1 tomorrow night at 7.30 Eastern. The game also on ABC TV and the ESPN app. Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, Adem Bona withdraws his name from the NBA draft. He'll stay at UCLA for his sophomore season. UConn senior point guard Tristan Newton also withdraws. He'll play a second season for the national champs. And ESPN's Jonathan Gavoni reports Colorado junior Tristan Da Silva withdraws from the draft. He'll stay with the Buffaloes for another season. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. Yeah, the regular crew here on this Wednesday, and we'd love for you to join in. We'll let you know how here momentarily after um, we remind you that hour number two of the drive is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And yes, one of the ways you can get through is on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And that number is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform, search for The Drive with Bill Cameron, or uh, use the podcast center at RadioAlabama.net or ESPNAU.com. It's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Industrial contractors. We'd love for you to join in. Uh, we talked uh, with Jason Caldwell about quite a few things. Obviously, the the baseball regionals, uh, where Auburn uh, will open up against Penn six o'clock on Friday night, uh, and uh, then we we talked some basketball with Janai Broom coming back and how huge a return that was. Um, today, the deadline and quite a few players announcing their decisions. Most of them are 
exiting the NBA draft. Right, and, and I guess the one player I have not seen anything from Tyron Lawrence today. Maybe is maybe it's uh, maybe it's broken in the last few minutes. I'll check on that. But that would be the one player that Auburn had been connected to in uh, in any real way uh, that that had uh, uh, that that there had been. Uh, you know some 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 intrigue about going into uh, today's deadline. I, I believe. Um, let me see if, if he's he's expected to drop out of the draft. Yeah, uh, got I, till I, mid. I think they have till midnight yeah, tonight. I, I don't know if he's announced anything on on his um, on on social media about it, but we'll we'll see. But that was the one player uh, who who Auburn was waiting to hear from out, outside of the program. Uh, there's there have been some. I think Julian Phillips is staying in the draft. Uh, yep. That was that was one that we we've been talking about earlier in the in, in the off season. Oscar Shibway staying in about the draft. That. Yeah, I mean, for a for a Kentucky program that is bringing in one of the uh, most decorated classes in recent memory, it would have been huge to keep Oscar Shibway around. But he's played two. I wondered about him, Bill. He's played two really physical years of college basketball. I wonder if a third year like that would damage. His pro prospects, not to mention the risk of sustaining an injury. Well, I just wonder is 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 he think? I, I guess maybe he's assured that he's going to be able to make more professionally that he's making at Kentucky this year. Well, remember, uh, remember that international players there's still a gray area about NIL. He's been getting something. That's right, but there there has been. Yeah, I mean, we heard this. Oh, international players it, can't get NIL money. Well, Kentucky was very proud to announce that. He, the NIL deals they had with Oscar Sheboy. The, the governing body, we, we, you know, there was Kentucky's artic- not one of the states that has no, said no, no. forget the NCAA no, 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 no. stuff or this, anything. This is this has to federal. do this has to do with the player's immigration status. The question of whether or not they can earn money while in America on a student visa is unsettled law, and schools are taking different approaches. Right. Some schools feel like yes, they can, and until those players are deported, I guess they're they're fine. I believe Chad Baker Mazzara is. I don't know his citizenship status. I believe he's originally from the Dominican Republic. He is. Um, so, so I, I don't know what I don't know what Auburn's stance is as far as uh, international uh, player uh, people who are here on student visas and whether or not uh, they can they can earn NIL money. But it's uh, there are different uh, legal attitudes about this right now, and I guess they're waiting for. Would it be the Department of Homeland Security? Would be uh, the the uh, would would be the 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 federal. Agency that, that could that could shine some light on this, but there's there's no telling. So I, I don't know. It's not a it's not shocking to me that, that Oscar Shibway, even though I was expecting him back in college basketball, I, I see a path for him to earn quite a bit of money playing basketball somewhere. And that, that, I think that's also a guy, Bill. The right NBA team could maybe find something for Oscar Shibway to do, right? I mean, if you have. It's, I, it's a different. It's a different I don't league, know. right? I, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. It's a different kind. He's of... He's only what is he six nine? He's undersized, and it's it's a tougher road. But rebounding is a skill. That, it is. Oh, he and he is very skilled. It, at it's that. that rebounding does feel like one of those things that travel a little bit between leagues. If you're an excellent rebounder in college basketball, high level college basketball, you know, so, sometimes guys like that become high level rebounders in the NBA. So, so I, I could see, uh, I, I could see Oscar Sheepway being able to to, to make it work. D- depending on where he lands, yeah. So um, we we don't we haven't seen anything on Tyron Lawrence, Julian Phillips, uh, but I mean, and and there was there was uh, something yesterday that said uh, Julian Phillips, um, Auburn and Missouri, uh, no Auburn and Memphis, Auburn and Memphis were the schools that um, if he decided not to stay in the draft to be on the uh, lookout for, and Kobe Brown. 
announcing uh, in the last hour. Do you know where I'm going with this one? Bill? No, I have not seen that one. Kobe Brown, Missouri forward, will stay in the draft. Uh. Projected as potentially a first-round pick. Projected by most places to go in the second round. But the Alabama native, uh, who was, uh, you know, folks, folks thought... Uh, could could maybe? Hey, I'm reopen. telling you, I'm telling you. Everything I was hearing was that if he didn't stay in the draft, uh, Alabama Alabama had a real shot of getting him. And I know a lot of Alabama folks were really hoping that Kobe came pulled out because of of the loss of Charles Bediaco. That's right. So so for a first team All Conference this past year, originally from Huntsville, Alabama, a fifteen point eight. Uh, for uh, Missouri, uh, over uh, well, and, and, over fifty five percent of the field. 40. Did he have great games against Auburn every single time? It felt like. Yeah, no. I mean, th- this guy is a uh, another a one. Where, uh, look, I'm yeah projecting projecting college players to the NBA is That's, is such a tough. Business. It really is. Uh, but I would want Kobe Brown on my team. Oh, you're like, not kidding. There's another one where, and and he's gonna uh, he's he's gonna begin his pro des- uh, and, and and best of luck to him because that yeah. guy could have. Uh, well, that's news I had not seen that future. one. But yeah, just in the last, and we thought there might be headlines like that today because yeah. today is the deadline for players to decide if they're dropping out of the draft or uh, or staying in the, and and ch- taking a, uh, taking their chances in the NBA. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the Kia of Auburn hotline. One thing we have not heard that news. There has not been any news about the future SEC football schedules. Lot of speculation. Uh, the the speculation. Boy, early on, it was. Um, it felt like a almost a sure thing that we we're going to have a nine game SEC schedule. We may, at some point down the road, but it sure doesn't appear that we're going to go into twenty twenty four when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC with a nine-game conference schedule. Yeah, it just feels like um, th- th- there's there's some pushback on a variety of fronts, and Bill and I were looking at uh, the Ross Dellinger article uh, over, the, uh, over, the, uh, over the break, and, and he, he had a couple of... Now, some, some of it is, is uh, anonymously sourced uh, from Dellinger, but, but I, believe, mm-hmm. I believe what he's talking about when he says uh, the, uh, the belief is, and, and the numbers that, that Dellinger cited, their belief is uh, that within the league, a ninth game would be worth an additional $5 million per school in additional revenue each year. So that would mean... I wonder how much they get on the average per conference game. Per conference what, game. what is what is the the deal that ESPN has see if I can find the with number. the SEC? I'll, I'll, Drew, look, see if you can see if you can find that. The, uh, the, the current ESP, the ESPN deal for SEC football. What is that worth? Well, try to figure... Because if uh, I wonder if it's anywhere in the ballpark of that five million per team that Dellinger is hearing from multiple SEC personnel, right? And if and so the uh, let me see if I can find the find the numbers on so so with, without the additional, and this is uh, from Dellinger's reporting. Uh, without ESPN providing an additional, oh, well, let's 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 go there. So ESPN is not obligated, according to Dellinger's report. Uh, ESPN is not obligated to provide more money if the SEC adds a conference game to everyone's schedule. If the SEC goes to nine from eight, ESPN does not have to pay more. And so there are those in the conference who say, if ESPN's not going to pay more for us to go from eight conference games to nine conference games. Without the additional revenue promised by ESPN, why should we? Uh, why should we accept it uh, when uh, 
it would it would result in eight more losses, as Dellinger points out, uh, which could mean the difference in a team making a bowl game. More importantly, it could mean the difference between a team advancing uh, to an expanded college football playoff field or not advancing to an expanded college football yes, playoff it, field in yes, 2024. Yes, it could, but you would also improve your strength of schedule, I would think. If you're, if you're losing, uh, you would think it would be to a, a pretty good team there in strength of schedule. So I, I wonder how much that $5 million per team, you know, how, how much that's holding things up and how much they just don't want to give away a bargaining chip if they think they can get that money from ESPN if they, if they wait a year. Because right. a lot of the other arguments do feel kind of flimsy. Uh, but if there's a serious financial concern, I guess, uh, th- then I could sort of understand why that's something that the conference would want to. Uh, they, they, they wouldn't want to just, you know, they, they're, they're, there's a, there, seems, there should be a room for compromise there. Uh, but uh, it, without it, you know, I, I, I guess that's how we're going to end up with, with eight games Eight conference games in the in the twenty twenty four season. All right, so so you have eight uh, eight conference games, fourteen teams. That's fifty six games, right? Right. All right. So the right now, it's uh, the I'm reading I'm reading a report that when the deal was done, it said the SEC would reportedly take home three hundred million dollars annually, three hundred million. For fifty-six games, yeah, I can see where five million per game, five million games, two eighty. Now, is that deal is that deal just for football? Because that's the other thing I'd worry about. Because there's other there's other sports. It says CBS. The... Yes, it says the current the current agreement. This was at the end of last year with CBS for its SEC football package. Nets the league around fifty-five million. Under the new agreement, the SEC will reportedly take home three hundred million. So three hundred divided sixteen ways right, is the yearly payout because you're gonna have you're gonna have two you're gonna have Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Yeah, but it was fourteen before, right? Right, but in twenty twenty four it would be it would be sixteen, right? So they'd be paying what what just under five billion is just under so it's it would actually then be uh, sixty four per school sixty four games oh and 300 million. So it's a little less than 5 million per per game. So that's why they just rounded it up right. and said it's about 5 million per team. So yes. Okay, no, I, so was, I can see the number. I was working out a different. I was working out how much it would be per how much if you take the 300 million and you divide you're dividing that 16 ways, right? Because that's that's Yeah, but the, you've got to then divide it by they're talking per game. They're talking per game. You know, 5 million per game. But that is about that's about If the you price. do 60 if, if you have 8 teams playing 8 games, excuse me. 16 teams playing eight games. Each team plays each other. So that's eight times eight. 64 into 300 million is, you know, at 5 million each would be 320 million. So, so, I've, I've so got, they're saying, yes, give us 5 million more and we'll play that extra game. 15 football and eight men's basketball games is the deal for the 300 million. So that's so if you're, so that's, and so you can sort of figure out what they're paying per game going from that. So if you wanted to add and then I guess adding they, they would have extra conference games to provide mm-hmm. as part of that and the, and the league is saying if they're not going to pay us extra for it why why not you know it, what why provide more See, at yeah. the same price. 15 is just the full SEC schedule and an SEC championship game for 14 teams. That's what 15 is. 15 football games? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's the deal they agreed to back and that, in, and that was that was that was 
didn't take into account 16 teams. Yeah, this is the deal from this is the, this is the deal that was announced before before Texas right. Oklahoma. Came so out. that's what yeah. I mean. That's a 14 team. That's why I was saying it's a little over five billion per team. But that does include some basketball as well. So that's where I can see I can see where it would be realistic to say, yeah, we need five million dollars per team. So you need another eighty million dollars. Well, so that package needs to go from three hundred million to at least three hundred eighty million. Well, I bet the SEC could also take the view that if they were adding, if they had nine conference games to shop away from ESPN, maybe that's what they could expect to receive on the open market from somebody else. If they had a nine-game package, say there are nine more SEC games for a television network to air, how much would they want to pay the SEC yearly for the rights to those nine games? Eight, eight, eight more games. Eight more games. Yeah, sorry. If you had eight more games, a ninth, a ninth game right. would mean eight more. So if you had eight more games eight to more show. Eight more games at $10 million, could they get $80 million from somebody just for, for, for eight games? If the yeah, match, they if probably they, could. If, if they were the right matchups, yeah. I think so. And so that's and so I think that's where the financial argument's coming from. Well, so I can see that, but I, I don't think that it's, I mean, I'm sort of on the same page as Greg Sankey. I don't think, I don't think ESPN's not going to come up with the money. But I guess you don't want to give it to them for free. So that's what the SEC is trying to, some of the guys are holding out for. I just get the feeling that there's some of these schools that are saying that right now, that if ESPN said, okay, we got it, they'd go, uh, well, let's make it $10 million per well, any, Look, anyone really prioritizing their ability to win six games over presenting the best possible product to SEC fans should be ridiculed, right? Like that's 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 flimsy, and it's and it stinks. And hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully, they're we outvoted. need that extra five million dollars more than we do, you know, pres- you know, play playing somebody that the fans oh, you, would really care to see. Did you see the story about the uh, the Holiday Bowl? By the way, there is no, there is oh. an interesting bowl. You know, we'll we'll take a break, but there's an interesting little bowl story uh, that, that I think we could uh, we we could be on the verge of of uh, of, of, of something uh, shifting in uh, the college postseason. All right, we'll talk about that and more. Hey, come on in and join us 334-321-1390 as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Life isn't made for joint or orthopedic pain. It's made for living, for family, for your favorite hobbies, for sports, for morning walks and afternoon playing in the park. If you suffer from joint or orthopedic pain, turn to the experts at the Orthopedic Clinic. Our board-certified surgeons provide cutting-edge surgical procedures and high-quality, innovative services all close to home. Don't let joint or orthopedic pain keep you from doing all the things you love. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. This is a it's a great story Dan's got here, and it sort of sort of goes along with uh, with my feelings about about some of these things when we're talking about scheduling. I really feel like there are some schools that don't that are that are afraid to play a game because they might lose. Well, then too bad. But you know what? How is the Southeastern Conference going to come off to the rest of the country when they say? Well, we're we're going to go a year of eight, and then then we might go to nine. The, the the southeastern conference is going to appear that it 
is afraid to play a nine-game schedule like like the Big Ten, like the Pac-12, like the Big 12 uh, have been doing. Especially it's, the Big Ten, because that, yeah. that's increasingly like, the only We're playing league. nine yeah. games, but the SEC is afraid that it's going to hurt. the end, And it is. I mean, it maybe it is. But go ahead and do it, and that also is the way I feel about some people uh, that – Probably are a little younger. I mean, I'm 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 being the 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 ageist in me is is coming out, who who go. I don't want to play Georgia because we might lose. I can't I can't right. stand that. It's right. like no no. I mean, and they probably don't have any good memories or many good memories of beating Georgia, and that's why they don't want to play Georgia. Well, get over it and and beat them sometime. Well, there's get no better. And 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 beat them. There's no realistic path to where Auburn's playing nine conference games and and Georgia's not one of them, right? Like that that rivalry is one of those. Like it's in that sort of field where now I mean if you if, can't say anything about oh, we're going to keep a keep rivalries and not keep Auburn Georgia. Now if 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 the whole league was on board with one eight, you know, with one seven, and Auburn Georgia was one of the casualties of it. Like I would think, I'd be more disappointed about the fact that we're playing eight conference yeah. games than the loss of Auburn Georgia in that situation. Like, I don't to know. Me, I'd, like, I'd, I'd be both ways. Yeah, I'd but be I mean, upset it, both and, ways. and it really does. And it feels like like the worst way forward, right? Like that's just I don't I don't get. Um, aside from the the, the financials, I don't I don't really get why there are folks that are really adamant for for eight. SEC well, you know what's going to happen. You have nine, but you know what's going to happen in twenty twenty four. You're going to keep. I I think you'll keep playing as if it were divisions, even though we know that there will not be divisions. Greg Sankey has said there will not be divisions. We've heard ADs and coaches say there will not be divisions. Maybe there will be for 2024, but even if they say there aren't divisions, you're going to play it as if they're divisions and add in Texas and Oklahoma is what you're going to do. Right. And so, and we were we were talking about, we'll get to the, we'll get to the bull story when we have it, but what, what the, the SEC... I am if they don't go to nine and three, I wonder how they're gonna factor Texas and Oklahoma into the league. We've speculated on do you just treat one of them like an SEC East team and the other one like an SEC West team for the purposes of scheduling? You mean just for the one year? With, for the 20, one year? Yeah, if, if, there's a, if there's an eight-game schedule in 2020, if there's an eight-game conference schedule in 2024 with Texas and Oklahoma in the league, is is the way you do it by treating one of them as an East team, the other as a West team, and having their rivalry game be against each other? I think so. I mean, because that you do have intriguing matchups if you do that, right? You pair Oklahoma with everyone in the SEC West. You pair or East or East. Yeah. You pair Texas with every you know with the other, and and you get some some big matchups. But I think you put Oklahoma in the. It's crazy, but I think you put Oklahoma in the East and Texas in the West, so you can have Texas, Texas A and M, right. Texas, Arkansas. You know. I, I think I think that one makes more sense than Oklahoma gets Missouri, who's in the East. And I don't think Oklahoma has a ton of natural rivals in either division. No, anyway. no but I mean, Texas does. Texas, Texas has more. Yeah, no, Texas has, um, and, and there's there's not. I mean, I guess it would be it would be the third straight year they play Alabama, but that's that's not a big deal because there's you know, right. they're, they're going to start playing them all the time that's as right. a conference opponent anyway. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I think I think there are several teams in the SEC East or the, the in the SEC West that that view. And you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, including Arkansas, the, the dude, a uh, Texas. Absolutely, they'd love to get they, Arkansas. Wants Texas yeah. back on the schedule, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think I think that'd be a cool way to do it. But uh, I hope I hope they can find a way forward to to nine conference but, games. It but keep feels, in mind, like that's not the way they would do it after twenty twenty four. If they stayed with an eight game schedule, then what? then it would just be rotating everybody. One drum I'm really beating, Bill. I mean, we had we had the the caller ask about it 
last week, but the when we get to an expanded college football playoff, so many of these bowl games are just going to be there, there's going to so be, many more of them. I yeah. mean, there 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 are very few bowl games that are interesting at all. There were a couple last year. Um, you know, and I, how many? I, I, mean, I like seeing Tulane. You know the the you know yeah Tulane how, USC was great. Yeah, I mean there there have been some some fun ones, but there've also yeah I mean just there's a lot so of, many. It's just like well, it's a game at least. Well, and and a lot of players missing it. You know, on on one side or the right. other, which I think is only going to be opting more out or entering the portal. Do Do you think? Where do you feel about? If if a player doesn't want to play in the bowl game, do you think he owes the school no. something in exchange? Well, if he doesn't do think, really want to play, why you know? Because what, what are you going to get out of him? I had uh, an administrator. I had an administrator tell me once with a straight face. I was shocked when he told me he thought that a player who skips his team's bowl game should refund that semester's tuition. <laughs> he wasn't kidding, and I was like, "Are you are you nuts?" Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if anything, I think it should be going the other way where the bowl games. I would have no problem with paying the players an appearance fee. Hey, it's, hey, you, you, tell, you tell that administrator it's almost like you've done well enough during during the semester to uh, opt out of the final. Yeah, what about the you first? Know? What I about mean, those first twelve games? Those those didn't count. Yeah. You know, the player didn't the player didn't help you in, in those. No, I I just think that there's. I mean, if if you and it's it, you know it's commercialization of it or whatever, but like if you want to let the Bulls just directly pay the players to participate in that in that game. Right, if you want to come to the bowl, the bowl kick you a little bit of money. Maybe even have a have a have a pool for the winner. Is that too is that too professional? Is that too cutthroat to say? All right, you know, I don't know. Not now. Not nowadays. I mean, I mean you know, with the with the way the NIL stuff is yeah, going. Yeah, I mean, why, just, why not? Just have the sponsor. There's the, there's the incentive right yeah. there. Come and promote our bowl game because yeah. that's what they're doing by playing in it. Exactly. So have the the sponsor of the bowl game should be you know let them the money goes straight to the players. Let them cut a check to every single every single player for. I mean, I I wonder if that would impact participation in the bowls. Oh, I think it would. And uh, and I also you know hey they, you get a yeah here's your, here's your bonus. Look, if I'm not going to get my for being on the roster and being available to play. If I'm not I mean, going to get my group of five tournament. That one, that one is just a flat rate per player. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, across, you know, the bowl game sets it. You know, and, and maybe hey, the, and if maybe you can bigger... help sell, If you can help sell the bowl, bring in more advertising revenue, that's more money in your pocket. Yeah, sure. And Everybody's and, getting a commission. And every 10 tickets you sell, we'll, we'll, yeah. kick, we'll, kick, you, we'll kick you an extra, extra couple bucks, too. No, I mean, if, if I'm not going to get my... You know, as crazy... Uh, that, that 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 could actually work. I know, I know. And, and so occasionally, look, I got a low batting average, but when I connect, yeah. when I connect, they go far. Bill, uh, the, uh, the 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 bulls. I, I don't know. Just between uh, between the the expanded playoff and where 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 things are headed on that on that front, it just it doesn't seem like there's there, there's there's much of a future for. Uh, you know, for 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 the Bulls, and I think they're going to have to probably get, they're going to have to find a way to get creative. Now, like like we said yesterday, I mean, the only reason for Bulls now is space for for ads uh, for the for the for the selling of ads and gambling, and to hold. That's up, really the what other reasons to, to hold up to hold up growth in the SEC because you're worried about the path to six wins. Like, I mean, how to, how uh, great is it to add a trophy to your? Trophy case for that seventh win that yeah. you might get in yeah. the season. Or, Speaking, but get get we got it. We got to get into this. We got to get to our bottom of the air. Got to get to this one about the about the holiday bowl from a couple of years back. When we come back again, phones are wide open. They'd love for you to join in here on the Wednesday drive.
on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the uh, drive. Final half hour here on this Wednesday with Bill and Dan. Drew at the controls. And, yeah, we've been sort of teasing this for a little bit, but you were uh, telling me a story about um, the aftermath of the 2021 Holiday Bowl. Yeah, the Holiday Bowl suing uh, UCLA for uh, for $3 million. So so in, the, in, the, in 2021, the uh, Holiday Bowl was canceled uh, hours before kickoff. UCLA citing uh, COVID issues in the locker room, specifically uh, with the defensive line. I guess there's a belief within the Holiday Bowl that that the uh, that they either could have canceled the game on uh, they they could have either provided could have had more notice. Either they could have provided more notice, or or they could have uh, could have played uh, or, maybe. Or they, or they could have. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the the notion that they could have played. I don't, it was I mean, COVID, right? It COVID was, it was it was COVID, and then I guess. Uh, you know the Holiday Bowl has disputed how many positive tests UCLA had in the locker room, but that wasn't. Oh, I, I know, just it feels to me like it, it didn't. Yeah. And you were telling me UCLA said they only had three defense, or they had what? They had three positive tests, in the and they wouldn't have a defensive line. Yeah, and they had they had players that were practicing a defensive line out of position and, and things like that, and they didn't want to. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a made, made the decision not to. The great it. part of the story is the NC State. Yeah, so so NC State was the opponent that uh, in in that game would have been the opponent in that game, including uh, uh, Devin Leary, a uh, quarterback that we were just uh, you know we were talking about earlier in the off season. The NC State quarterback went in the portal. I'm sure, he's still wearing his bowl ring now. With those ten stones. Appar- apparently, you know, part of the reason why NC State really wanted to play the game was because it had been a long time since they'd had a ten win season. I think Philip Rivers was the quarterback at their their last ten uh, win season at NC State, and so uh, Alabama high school uh, football quarterback uh, mm-hmm. or Alabama Athens. high school. Yeah, yeah. F- well, well, you remember him back. Back oh, in the yeah. day. Now he's uh, he's coaching somewhere yes, down in uh, Gulf Shores, but mm-hmm. but yeah, Philip Rivers was quarterback uh, back back when NC State last won ten games. So NC State wanted to play the game and and win a tenth game. And I guess after the game was canceled, uh, according to uh, the Action Network story, I think this is my man. Uh, uh, th- this is Brett McMurphy, and it is. And according to Brett McMurphy's story, the morning after the uh, game was canceled, uh, the uh, N- NC State. Had uh, they, they they brought the bowl administrators uh, to uh, to the team breakfast and uh, presented the championship trophy and the players received uh, bowl champion hats. So the bowl folks did that. They gave them the trophy. Yeah, yeah. the bowl, the bowl people did present the trophy the next morning. Wow. Um, okay. And, uh, which is so they've got a trophy for a game they didn't play. They have bowl rings that that have ten, ten stones representing ten wins. Yeah. Uh, even though they went nine and three on the I, field, I hope they have the scores of all their games on there. Right, and, and there's um and and, and McMurphy and they can go. It can say UCLA DNP. McMurphy quotes some folks who uh, who who uh, you know within the NC State program who sort of dispute the reasons that UCLA canceled the game. I just you know I, I just wonder. Um, yeah, I mean we'll, we'll see more stories of of teams having a hard time fielding. Fielding rosters for bowl games, right, Bill? I mean, if if, if the cancellation trends continue among, if, if participation in the bowls doesn't uh, improve, uh, then one would think uh, that that's going to be uh, that's going to be an issue. And, I, and the first first time I've seen a, a bowl suing a team over it, but yeah, I feel like no you kidding, could see, could see more uh, uh, more stuff like that in the future. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. Let's get to it. And Jerry is up. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Um. 
I just remember that uh, when Pat Dye first signed on, uh, he scheduled Nebraska home and away. And, Texas. Uh, home well, and away, Texas, too. Yes. Yeah, but home Nebraska was first. You're right. Uh, you know, and uh, he wasn't afraid to play anybody. No, and Auburn, of so, course, finished the every season with, uh, you know, what was called Amen Corner with Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Yeah, and we played the toughest schedule and added, you know, Nebraska, who was a powerhouse at that time, Texas also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland was homecoming, remember? <laughs> In 83. Yeah, they were yeah. Well, you know, you want to beat the best, get to play the best. Yeah, Bill. Uh, pr- appreciate it, Jerry. I mean, there, there's there's the, the notion that there's a big segment of the fan base that wants to do away with the Georgia game like because that's... because you're afraid you're going to lose. I mean, and you may you may hear while Georgia has such an advantage talent wise, but I I feel that one of the one of the ways to gain more talent is to continue playing and show that you can compete against those well, guys. And I think it would hurt Auburn's recruiting in the state of Georgia if Georgia wasn't on the schedule every year. Yeah. I, I think it would hurt. Uh, I mean, I, I think it would diminish. That's something. Diminish, no, yeah, nobody's di- mentioned that when they what? talk about let's don't play Georgia anymore. Well, You, what, you think the, you're going to go over there and get, get more players from the state of Georgia I think, if you're not playing? I think it helps. I think it helps Auburn's recruiting. Uh, it absolutely state, does. Having, having Georgia on the schedule. I mean, so, and, and, and I think that, while I don't know if it's crucial for... I, Auburn can stay. Auburn should still have a very, very good schedule. Auburn, Auburn would not fade into obscurity or you know, a, you know, fall off the face of the earth if they didn't play. I Georgia. mean, if you take, I just don't think there's any reason not to. If you take Georgia off of Auburn's schedule and replace them with a random interchanging SEC team, you've basically turned Auburn's schedule into LSU's schedule, right? I mean, because that's that's LSU with. I mean, they've, they've got Florida every right. year, but it's. I mean, LSU's playing everyone else in the West. LSU does not play Georgia every. Every year, so I mean, I think you'd still have a very high, and, and LSU's not hurting for relevance, right? So I mean, like, no. there's there, there, there's still you could still have a very competitive schedule, but it'd be Texas A&M schedule. It'd be Texas A&M. It'd be, it'd be an SEC West team, right? You yeah. mean, an SEC West team. You play all the other teams in the SEC West, which and, doesn't mean you can't be relevant, but it would. But you lose the yeah. longest running. Series oh, I think it's one of the it, it's one of the special things about the rivalry for sure about about the rivalry about the schedule and um, while I I can understand uh, based on oh, it's frustration when yeah. you when you lose continually lose to to a team that would have been like the Red Sox saying all right we just don't need to play the Yankees anymore I, I would years ago I, I mean that they, they got over well, it well it's it's one of to me it's one of the reasons I want to see the nine games the Cubs never want to play the Cardinals again it's not it's not the it's only it's, it's it's not the other Marlins uh, it's it's <laughs> Not the, it's not the only reason uh, that the uh, uh, it's it's not the only reason that the uh, th- that I want to see nine games on the schedule. No, but, like, but no. I think preserving rivalries like that is a big reason why, and it would be disappointing to see if the SEC stuck Look, with this eight game thing. I mean, I, I'd hate I'd hate not to have the opportunity to have a Texas Texas A and M game every year, or a Texas Oklahoma game sure. every year, or an Ole Miss uh, LSU game every year. Or I mean, there, there's so many of the Alabama Tennessee game every year. I mean, there there maybe everybody doesn't have two 
games that, oh, you just got to see every year. Well, then rotate rotate more. Circling back to a conversation we were having earlier, these are the games that these SEC athletic directors are pricing at $5 million per that team, is by right. the way. Which, which, which right. Tells it's Auburn, you, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. It's these rival- Those babies are worth that. It's, it's they these, are. It's these rivalry games that would be on the chopping block between eight games and nine games. You want to see Texas, Texas A&M? Eh, pay $10 million for those and, two and that's, and that's where, you know, according to Dellinger, at least, like that's where the the eight-game camp is coming from. Is that well, I could see other networks going, we'll do that. We'll, we'll pay $10 million for for Georgia Auburn and, and I for will, Alabama Tennessee for Texas Texas A and M but I wonder if the current contract allows them to actually shop I, it elsewhere it I don't can. believe it does and, and so it's no, just a matter of make, exclusive of, for, of, get, of getting ESPN to, to to acknowledge that uh, that those extra games would be worth something or. Uh, not playing them, which would be unfortunate, right? Uh, but that would be the—that's the threat. That's, that's what you—that's yeah. what you—that's what you threaten. It's, it's a shame that—that's uh, the leverage. Looks like we're going to have to go another year before we get that. And, and we might—we might have a year with limited disruption, right? Because if the—if the—the rotation in that first year were those rivalry games, um, then you could maybe. Well, have, I think that first year you're going to get all those games. But that year, that threat, that year you're threatening without them, like that's right. that's the leverage. Like, the conference. yeah, if we go have to go to a one seven, we're losing these. That that's the leverage the conference would have to get more money from ESPN. Yeah, we'd love your thoughts on that. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. As we continue here on so, the the Wednesday drive. So, what's the viewpoint of just to get? Like, are, are there anti Georgia? Like, are there folks who are? Oh, just yeah, like, there, oh yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot of there are a lot of folks that just. I'm sick and tired of Georgia. You know. Sick of, they and they sometimes they won't say I'm sick and tired of losing to them. They'll just go, uh, they've become such jerks. Yeah, but you're gonna have to play them. I mean, they're not like you're not switching leagues. Like I mean, that's right. <laughs> you're still gonna have to see them every other year. If things go well, you might see them at the end of the season and and still that's have to true. deal with them. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be interested to hear the pitch if someone wanted to do you know like three conference games, you know, a, a three permanent rivals for Auburn that didn't include. Georgia. Well, you might have some that would say, well, let's get rid of Georgia and put LSU in that spot and go Alabama, LSU. I don't know. Alabama, LSU. And that would, that would be more a product of of the folks who have seen, like that, that's, that's the, the games that Auburn has played every year for the last 30. And then Alabama would go, hey, fine, you take LSU, we'll take Vandy. And you can have, you can have Alabama, you can have Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Right, but I'm, I'm not sure. I've heard some Auburn people say that. Now that's too far. Oh, one of You've lost your minds. Yeah. You've lost your minds. I'm trying for some kind of balance or parity and in the scheduling at least. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety and Anthony is up next. Hey Anthony. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Pretty good. Well I can understand ESPN uh, is out of money and don't want to pay for extra games, is that correct? Not exactly. ESPN's making they're they're still doing all right. It's, it's that ESPN would not have to pay if the right. SEC changed their schedule. ESPN has negotiated the deal, and they've and they've you see know. they negotiated the deal, and there were fourteen teams in the SEC. Right, right. The deal goes oh, yeah. into a time period where the SEC has sixteen, and ESPN's going. Hey, we've got a deal. And, and uh, good, good for you that you added sixteen. And apparent, two more apparently, teams. there's a belief within the conference from some schools that they should go ahead and go to nine games, even without additional promised money from ESPN. Greg then, Sankey is definitely in that camp, feeling like the SEC will will, will uh, dominate, and that will bring more money. But uh, the, I think some of the administrators and coaches feel like, hey, if there's no guaranteed money, we're not going to give anything. Well, how about this? How about uh, I mean, hearing all this about permanent games and rotating games? 
go to a 10-game conference schedule, have your five permanent and rotate the rest, and then uh, ESPN, I know we got the deal for the eight games that you played. Well, okay, the, the extra two games, why not loan it out to uh, another network and let the networks uh, pay ESPN to show those uh, extra uh games and then get the money that way oh you'd get a ton of money doing that but there some of those schools that are hiding behind the money thing now are going to come out and go absolutely not no and they I, don't want they don't want to lose a lot of games and i would say i think it was strategic on espn's part to only have the sec on espn because they bought they bought cbs's share of, of that right. I mean, when you watch the sec on television Moving forward, it's going to be on the ESPN family of networks, right. so unless there's an out-of-conference game, you know that 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 allows what like an SEC team to go play Notre Dame or something. Um, yeah, on. a non-conference road game might be able may, to be carried. Maybe, right? On, might on, on be Fox on another network. Yeah, you know they might play a Big Twelve team or something, but but the vast vast majority are going to be on ESPN by design. You know, I, I don't think ESPN's crazy right. about the idea of the SEC going and shopping those games uh, to, to to someone uh, to someone else, e- even if even if ESPN gets. But you're right. Yeah, that that's the well, way well, to, well, to to rotate to rotate more teams is to go to a ten game schedule. You've got five permanent. You rotate the other ten, five in and five out. Yeah. You know, uh, you spoke about uh, worried about losing games. Well, uh, okay. How about the NCAA say? Well, okay. If if a conference is going to play uh, uh, a ten game conference schedule, like I just mentioned, then we're going to allow you to go ahead and schedule two Division One AA schools for the remaining two games and make it twelve game schedule. If you do that. And then I think David Dale saw the problem. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, that I'd heard that Greg Sankey was just uh, hinting at is that the bowl selection committee might penalize conferences that don't play nine conference games. And so you'd get okay. a bonus if you're the Big Ten or the Big 12 uh, because you play those nine conference it's a, it's games. A, it's a, it's a, it would be a way to... Strong arm is not the right verb, but it would be a That's way close. for the SEC. It would be a yeah. way for the, for the committee to urge yes. teams to strongly uh, encourage. Yeah, to urge teams to play at least nine conference. Kind of, kind of the same way the committee uh, making a conference championship a prerequisite right. for, uh, for for hosting games or, or making it to that 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 first round, the bye. Uh, you can't get that if you don't win your conference championship. Uh, it's sort of a way to urge Notre Dame into thinking about getting uh, a conference con- conference alignment potentially. Well, that was my three or four cents, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Good stuff, Anthony. Appreciate the call. We need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Wednesday Drive. Tom. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes of the Wednesday Drive. Yeah, some interesting conversation there. And it's... and. All this is going to do is going to keep it going. I mean, if the SEC can't come to some, and I think it's going to be pretty nebulous. It's going to be, we're continuing to work they on should. future scheduling. There's, We're going to hear there's no rush. They should. Because this is 2024 we're talking about. They should televise the vote. Oh, God. They should televise the vote. I would love to watch the debate. Like a succession board. Oh, man. Like a board board room vote in in succession. They got to do it. They got to televise the vote. Because there'd be some some screaming like uh, Kendall and Roman. Which side are you on? And we get to find out. Yeah. And Schiff. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes, it would be just like that. Are you a. mm, 
Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you're not serious people. You are not serious people. No, so it's uh, uh yeah, I, I think we, we could find out more about at least oh, what the conference plans to do in I mean that could but, be a pay per view. I mean I would SEC Network I'd subscribe to that. Yeah. You want you want you want uh you you want ESPN to fork over some extra money for content. Put that baby there you on, go. put that one on the SEC network. Let's see how your your team, your school really feels. Excited about uh excited about baseball? You're going to those games, right? Oh yeah, you're gonna be there uh, Friday Friday after the show, right? Like Jason said, though, that's late for for the uh, for the for the winners on Saturday and Sunday, and it is odd that that they're just ESPN. So so what I've what I've seen about the baseball programming is that nothing from college baseball is actually programmed for Saturday or Sunday. So it's nothing is set so it yes. can be any of those? I think ESPN's going to have the option between ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. You know what I hope they do is I hope they cut in on a bunch they, of they, they might do that, too. They might float. But, that would but be then, great. But then I think ACC and SEC are also available to put games on if you have member institutions involved in those because all five of those networks are showing college baseball on Friday. So I think that could be the plan all weekend long is that everything else will – like the SEC uh, – uh, ESPN Plus will catch anything that slips through the cracks. But there will be a lot of college baseball on the ESPN family of networks this weekend. And I think – Auburn, yeah, Saturday or Sunday, if Auburn keeps winning, I think they could very well find themselves. They in could. I mean, Jay, I, I agree with Jason though. The the marquee game probably Saturday they're looking at would be uh, Clemson, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee to get on to have Tennessee on as a as a road team, um, and, and there are there are some intriguing. I wonder how they feel about you know Alabama Boston College is supposedly yeah. the sixteen seventeen matchup, you know the the top team that was left out of hosting. And then you've got uh, who's Campbell? Where's Campbell? Where is Campbell? I'm, I'm going to pull it because they're 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 the school that was you know uh, squawking the most Cam- about Auburn. Campbell's in the South Carolina regional in okay. Columbia. Yeah, okay. so, so uh, Campbell's there, and you've got um, oh yeah, you've got, I mean, I think Arkansas would be a, a fun one to televise if you, if you get the chance. Where's the uh, who else is in the Fayetteville regional? Because they they always uh, I've got it here. They always, they always um, t- that's Arizona TCU is the uh, is the other side. Uh, you know, they, they could presumably be playing that games. Those games are going to be on. I think those games are going to be on ESPNU. On hey, you got Miami, Texas as a possible uh, Saturday matchup. That one, uh, they're the one-two seeds there. Um, I tell LSU, you what, LSU, Boston, Oregon State, Boston College better watch out for a little team called Troy on on Friday. That's mm-hmm. the uh, that's that's the game. I think you could have in Tuscaloosa, Bill. I think Arkansas, you could, TCU. You mentioned, you, yeah. You could, you could have a vote. You could have a vocal Troy contingent. There in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's where I was wondering how many tickets do, does each team get? Yeah, with, with with something like that. And what do you think the Tulane LSU crowd could be like in Baton Rouge? Because that could be a fun, overwhelming one, right? LSU. It's going to be all, all LSU. A lot of purple. It'll be a lot of purple. LSU. I suspect, but uh, yeah, yeah that one, t- that, Tulane that Tulane too. fans will probably be afraid to open their mouths <laughs> watching the game on TV. If, yeah. <laughs> oh man, fun show today. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell for joining us. Hey, tomorrow. Um, Going to be uh, going to be a, a full show as we've got uh, Justin Ferguson in. We'll have Justin Kirby joining us at five thirty for our weekly Tiger Takes visit, previewing the Auburn Regional. So uh, should be a fun one tomorrow. We're out of time though here on the Wednesday drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.